Hello and welcome back to Upgrade Comics, where we review, discuss, and occasionally debate great comic book content. I'm your host, Jay, and today we're going to be reviewing Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode four, The Whole World is Watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button and the like button. We're going to be discussing the good, the bad, and the overall score of this episode, so you can decide whether you want to watch it or not. Let's get straight on to the good. Right, guys, so let's get straight on to the good of this episode, and there is a lot to unpack. There's a lot of good stuff in this episode. This might be my favourite episode of the season so far. It's completely different to everything else that we've had. The first few episodes, we had a little bit more action. Certainly last week was a little bit more surprise and shock, especially going into uh, Kadapur. However, this episode, what it did really well is show the social and political effects that the events of the blip had on the whole planet and the whole world is is watching is a very fitting title i have to say there were three mvps for me this week um in particular we'll start off with the dora milage who i thought were fantastic i who appeared right at the end of last week's episode speaking to bucky the, the conversation continues and the episode kicks off with a, a brilliant flashback to Wakanda six years ago where Bucky has undergone the procedure to remove all the programming in place as Winter Soldier and we see him with Ao in in a jungle environment where she's saying the uh, the activation words to to turn him into the Winter Soldier which we saw perfectly in Civil War and you, they, I have to say that the acting from Sebastian Stan in this episode, what, especially this particular part, was phenomenal. The, you can see the anguish and the pain directly on his, on his face. It was done really, really well. And you can see the overall relief when he finds out that it, it, it worked. The, the programming had been successfully removed by Shuri and, and the Wakandans. So the episode kicks off with that. And I have to, I'm just focusing on the Wakandans in this episode. They, ha- they turn up later on and they give Bucky an ultimatum to say, you've got eight hours to hand over Zemo. We feel shame and guilt for letting him kill our king, a king, king T'Chaka. And when they turn up, and they have to say, this is probably one of the best action scenes in Falcon and Winter Soldier so far. We've had the, the, opening, the opening episode with Sam chasing after the, the helicopters. Uh, we had lot. Also, in the second episode, I believe, the where they're on the highway and John Walker turns up for the first time in full suit and you can see him using the shield. That Those are all brilliant, brilliant fight scenes. Even Sharon's one from last week I thought was great. But there was something particular about this, especially this, this fight scene, that really worked especially well. They bust into the room. They force fast forward eight hours and they bust into the room. John Walker's there and he's saying, look, we need... John Walker wants to take taking Zemo, um, the Dora Milaje walk in and say, he's ours. And then you have John Walker, who I'll get onto in a bit later, who's in this episode. They He tries to talk them down and really stupid. This man must be stupid, but he, he touches one of them on the, on the shoulder and you just know it's going to kick off. So you've got Hoskins, Battlestar John, uh, um, and John Walker, Captain America. He ain't no Captain America, but Captain America going up against the Dora Milaje. And the fight choreography was fantastic in this scene. Now, we, they are particularly enhanced anyway 
from the the rooted plant in Wakanda. However, the way they held their own and they really took the piss out of, of Captain America. And you can just see by the end of the fight scene, he was a broken man. He was like, how did I get beaten badly, so badly? And one particular part in the episode, uh, part of this fight scene when Bucky's like, good form, John, keep going, John. <laughs> it was, it was really, really well done. Bucky decides to intervene and stop before they go too far and kill him. And so does Sam. Bucky then finds out that they've actually implanted a fail safe directly into his arm. So they, they managed to defunction his arm and, and remove it completely with a few touches. And his face is like, what the hell did you guys just do really well done fantastic fantastic action scene adds a different perspective to um now we we it adds a completely different perspective everybody in this show has their own agendas and has their has their own um sitting on the good and bad scale what i got from the wakandans was that they just want justice for for what happened against zuma and all by all this time while while they're all kicking off zuma's just having a drink he's chilling and he manages to skip skip away i thought they were fantastic in this episode another massive massive plus point of this episode and i've said this going back to episode two is john walker and i thought he was brilliant this is what i wanted to see i said i mentioned that he's got a bit of a homelander-esque vibe about him and he really fulfilled in this episode we see a man struggling with the responsibility of and the weight of the shield and you can really tell in the particular conversations that he had with Battlestar, I think Battlestar was actually really good in this episode. Also, he's he is completely his anchor, or he was his anchor. We'll get onto that in a sec. But he is his anchor. He keeps him very grounded. He keeps him very, very focused. And as the episode's going on, you can see that John is starting to switch. He's starting to lose it. Like he doesn't feel that number one, he's respected as Captain America because he can't. He usually comes in all guns blazing, shouting, demanding things. And by the end, he doesn't really get what he wants. He confronts Bucky and Sam and says, hand over Zemo. And then even Battlestar intervenes and says, maybe we should let Sam speak to Carly um, and we need Zemo. So whenever he comes in, he doesn't really get what he wants. And you can tell that he, he you can tell that in the conversation he had with Bucky, they decide to go and let Sam speak to Carly and try and talk her down. And they give him 10 minutes. Now, John gets impatient and he tries to intervene at that point. And Sam just stands in front of him. He's like, nah, you give him the 10 minutes. And, and John's response is, this is so easy for you with that serum running through your blood. Now you can tell he, he wants that power. He, he feels that in order to have the respect of Captain America, you, you need power, but that's not what Steve's Steve's overall legacy was yeah he had the power yeah he was a fantastic soldier but as they said in the first avengers movie it's about being a good man first and you can tell john walker is not it's not that he's a bad man at this point however you can tell that his his ambition and his pride is not going to help especially when he takes the the super soldier serum later later on um he does manage to get hold of the super soldier serum zemo intervenes while he's speaking to Carly John storms in Carly gets away Zemo slips off and he intervenes Carly he smashes all the serums but one and I think one of the best scenes from John Walker was when he was in the shopping mall he's got the serum now but he's speaking to Lamar and he says to Lamar what do you think if I took the serum 
And Lamar's response is, I think it brings out the real you. And he uses Steve as an example and Carly as an example. And it enhances it. And he says, but you've had, you've got three Medal of Honours. And John's response, quite rightly so, was the stuff we had to do to get that Medal of Honours on was traumatic. And but but Lamar's response is then, well, Battlestar's response is then that you the the things that you that that we've done you constantly make excellent decisions in the heat of in the heat of battle and i think that's what made john switch i think it's the the demand to be captain america the demand of 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 his pride and feeling that he isn't in control of the situation he's got no control he's just that he's just that guy he's got the shield he's got the suit he's got the backing of the us government however when he comes when he walks into the room he doesn't demand any kind of respect and I think that's his overall approach. And he thinks the super soldier serum will fix it. He takes the serum eventually and he moves on to um, them in a warehouse. Lamar is taken, is taken hostage or taken aside. And it's a battle with John Falcon against the flag smashers. We'll get on to Carly in the negative part, um, but I'll explain that in more detail. The most, most iconic part of this episode Lamar gets killed by Carly. He saved, manages to save John because Carly's got in her head that she wants to, she needs to kill Captain America to make a statement, but we'll get onto that. He, she, he, she kills Lamar and that's when you see the switch. You see the homelander look in his eye. You see that psychotic look in his eye where he, he's completely gone. He catches up with one of her acolytes and he kills them straight on the street with everybody watching, with the whole world watching. Um, and you can see that on, on, on video. And it, it kind of ends with a really quite shocking image of the shield covered in blood. And I was quite surprised that they went for that kind of that kind of imagery, especially it has a lot of connotations with the American, American flag, the American symbol covered in blood. And I do have to say that in terms of that kind of, imagery and shock i thought it was done really really well it leads on to a fantastic part um fantastic part next episode um the final mvp of this episode um i have to say was sam now sam was very subdued and i think what they've done in this episode with sam especially is they've really laid the seeds and see you can see why steve handed him the shield for me when in infinity war sorry in endgame when he handed sam the shield I kind of thought, and I always thought in my head, well, that's not a, a brilliant fit. I can understand why he's done it, but it, it didn't. It didn't seem like a natural fit. The natural successor would be Bucky because he's got the super soldier serum. But you can just see the intelligence and wisdom of Steve handing it to Sam because he's looking at the man and the man's intentions and the man's heart overall, rather than looking at what the man can actually do. And I have to say, Steve and Sam in this episode really stepped up and, and did show to me why he was the right fit or was, was rightly handed over the shield by Captain America to become the next Captain America. He didn't take it. However, I can, I can, I can see why he was, he was nominated. He was very level headed in this episode extremely level-headed whenever whenever Bucky was kicking off with Zemo or the Dora Milaje were kicking off with with John Walker or Carly was kicking off with with him himself he always tried to show the other person's perspective and if it can be fixed by non-violent means 
that's the best option and that's the best course. And that's something that Captain America is, has always had. He, he he can he can fight. He's he's a, one of the best fighters in within the MCU. He's got that power. But I think what really made Captain America, especially um, what Chris Evans brought to the performance, was a lot of of uh, humility and a humbleness to the role. If he needed to be arrogant, he could be. But however, he he brought a lot of weight. And he was the anchor of the MCU, morally the anchor of the MCU. Whether you agree or disagree with what he did in Civil War um, and the, cho- the the choices he, he decided to make, he was the anchor of the MCU. And I think Sam, what Sam did or brought to this episode was he showed that. The, the conversation between him and Carly, he, he was speaking to, to Bucky earlier on in the episode. And what Bucky was saying to him was, is that she's a terrorist and even Zemo calls her a, a, a supremacist. Now what Falcon or what Sam argued against and trying not taking Carly's direct side, but arguing the point that when people came back from the blip, they weren't taken care of the people who were there weren't taken care of. Now it's, you're kind of being pushed to start pushed to the side. And that brings up some really interesting political and social social points throughout the episode. I thought that was done extremely well, especially the conversation with with Carly. And you could you could see even the way he was a grief counselor, so you can see the way he was talking her around and saying, "Look, I agree with your methods. However, I, I, I sorry, I agree with your point of view. However, I don't agree with your your message." And I thought that was done really, really, really well. He was definitely an MVP of, of the episode. Zemo was fantastic. Bucky was fantastic. But if I have to say the three mo- the three best, best MVPs in this episode were the Dora Milaje, um, John Walker and Sam. But this episode was absolutely brilliant. I'll get on to some of the, the negatives uh, right now. So let's get on to the bad right guys so the bad of this episode and to be honest this was a fantastic episode it's probably my favorite episode of the show so far however there are some slight parts where i i felt the episode slowed down and they kind of glossed over certain points and made certain things a bit too obvious we'll start with the flag smashes and carly now i, I understand the show wanted to, to to try and project her motivations and her direct will and the actions that she takes throughout the episode. However, I, I just feel that in certain parts, they didn't do that particularly well. I enjoyed the conversation with Sam and I enjoy, I did, I did enjoy the, the overall fight scene and the, the second conversation with Sam, where she's basically explaining, or she tried, she actually invites Sam to join them and says that, look, we're, we're after the same end goal. But Sam, as, as mentioned previously, says, I'm, I can't agree with directly with your methods. Now, for me, her explaining that she's a revolutionary, the murder and the killing of, of, of Lamar and also the, the people from last week says that she's pushed on to to full blown terrorists. Now grief can do can do really terrible things to people's minds. Maybe it's the loss of that mother like figure that has caused her to to take such an extreme action. Um, but I think that Zemo brings up a fantastic point. It, it comes to a point of supremacy. She's a super soldier now. She's trying to enforce her will onto the populace and enforce her will by any means necessary to get her de- desired outcome. And I, I, I do understand it, but just the, I, I would have liked a little, maybe a little bit more time and a bit more explanation, especially that conversation with Sam, for them to delve deeper into 
how she can go through from being a revolutionist, from taking supplies, being a kind of Robin Hood like figure, taking supplies and giving it to the poor to becoming a right. Whoever's in our way, we will murder and kill and whatever has to be done as possible. That needed a bit more explanation from me. I, I appreciate that the show is trying to show many different points of view. However, her switch from revolutionaries to terrorists needed a little bit more explanation. We may get that in the in the next few episodes. Another thing that that wasn't a, a, a direct negative, but I feel that they're doing the same trope is definitely the power broker. I feel that it's got a very strong touch of what happened with Agnes or Agatha in um, Agatha, sorry, Agatha Harkness in one division. It's very clearly that they're making Sharon, the Sharon Carter, the power broker. It just the little scenes that she's in, she demands a lot more respect. And the fact that she's got access to a satellite when she's living in a lawless, in a lawless state shouts and screams to me that she's got a lot of power. So I just feel that they could have held held out a little bit longer. It's not, I don't think it's going to be anybody else in the show. I'll be very surprised if it's if it's directly somebody else, but I don't see who else could be a direct candidate for when they do the big reveal of, wow, and this is the power broker. Sharon's the only one who's got that direct um, direct connection to Kandapur. So for me, the flag smashes part and also with with Sharon were slight negatives on the episode. However, it doesn't take enough away from me to, from making it a fantastic episode. Let's get on to the score. Right, so let's get on to the overall score this episode. Absolutely brilliant episode. My favourite episode of this season. Not just due to the fight scenes. There were a, was a few brilliant fight scenes in it. However, I have to say that the the overall conversation where they, 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 they the, the show flowed and showed the ideologies of each character was done extremely well bar the flag smashes. The Dora Milaje were brilliant. John Walker was fantastic. Sam really stepped up and showing why he's our Captain America. However, the negatives were the flag smashes needed maybe a bit more development and Sharon Carter making it slightly or very obvious that she's the power broker. If I have to rate this episode out of 10, I'll give it a nine out of 10. You guys leave your comments below and tell me what did you think? Give your comment or or your score out of 10 in the comments below. Make sure you smash that subscribe button and like button. The new Powers podcast is back and it'll be out tomorrow. We'll be discussing the X-Men and where the Fox universe failed. Um, Until next time, I'm your boy, Jay. Peace.